Hello, my name is Xavier Mercado, and this is Spearhead Conversations. Today, I'm joined by a special guest, Sushi Lore. Sushi Lore, with an extensive background in education, is making a name for herself in the music scene of Milwaukee. She's also a DJ. And I've been following her. And guess what? Reached out, and we got an answer. And she's here. So without further ado, how you doing, Sushi? I'm good. Uh, wow, what a great intro. I love that. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Yeah. So how you been? I'm good. That's, I'm good. It's been very busy, but I am good. I see yes. you, man. You, all these events you got going on. Yeah. It's, uh, man, music. What what got you into that real quick? Like, this is before we go yeah. dive in, but. You really want to know? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Nah, we'll, we'll jump right in. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right, so um, where were you born? I was born in Thailand. Thailand. Okay, what year? <laughs> we, we asking the year. <laughs> what year did you graduate high school? Uh, 10. I'm class of 10. So that tells us everything we need to know. There, there you go. <laughs> we, we used to go like this. Yeah. Know, when we graduated, that was class of 10. There you go. So uh, Thailand, um, how long did you live in, in Thailand? Um, I was only three. We came to the United States in 94. Okay. So I, I grew up, we landed here. Milwaukee's been my home ever since. Oh, got you. How was childhood here? It's good. I think it's been really good. Um, I have definitely seen Milwaukee change throughout the years. Um, I grew up around the Miller Park area, the Marquette neighborhood, um, and really just seeing neighborhoods progress also. Okay, got you. Um, did you go to MPS? I did. Okay. What schools you went to MPS? It. <laughs> Hey, don't w C L L. I did too. Yeah. Yeah. I that, I actually went second grade. I had you, I you had, were there since second grade? No, I was there in the second grade. Okay. W C but they were on like twenty seventh in Greenfield. Yep. Before that, that's yeah? that's when I went to. Yeah? But I I think we were in different grades. Oh for sure. Yeah. I graduated oh seven. There you go. But um I had a teacher, Miss Novak and Miss Brown. Miss Brown. Miss Brown. That yeah. she was the principal. Okay, she was the yes. principal. So it was Miss Novak. Yeah, it was Miss Novak in second grade. And uh, yeah, she was the principal. It's been a long time. <laughs> a long time. I can't believe we're still We remember these things. Yeah. Well, that yeah. school ended up moving. It did. I think they moved downtown close to MATC. Yeah. Um, how long did you go to WCLO? I was only there for high school. Only there for so, high school? So 9 to 12, yep. Throw them diamonds up. Ten. Oh, I know. <laughs> that was our thing. Um, how was it growing up, Asian American? You know, um, you come to another country. You're probably still young enough. You never real. Did you realize, like, any memory? You, you'd be surprised at how people, how much people can remember, especially kids. I mean, I could go. Oh, on. yeah. I, I grew up in an urban city mm -hmm. location, like I said. And so I think growing around, um, like the black community, the Hispanic, um, it really got me into listening to rap and hip hop. Mm -hmm. And that's probably where I, you know, extended that frame and and took this direction. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, with your 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 culture, your culture, your heritage, how has that played an influence in, in the person you've become? Yeah, I, th I think it plays everything. Yeah. Um, totally everything. I... 
I grew up being bilingual, oh. right? The fam mm -hmm. my family spoke Hmong in the home, um, so the only time I heard English was at school. Um, so I'm surprised I speak this fluent, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but not just that. I think just growing up around the people that I was, everyone as children, children don't really know differences in race, right? It's oh, for sure. It, we, I think it's, it's taught. It's something that's uh, nurtured, right? Or okay, taught. Gotcha. Yep, exactly. Mm -hmm. um, and so being young and growing up in the urban area, um, I feel like we were all minorities ourselves. And mm -hmm. so we we got along pretty well. Um, I have a lot of black friends. I have, and I feel like that kind of stuck and grew with me. And that is probably why I'm still, I still feel welcome and belong mm -hmm. in the community. Got you. What kind of student would you say you were? What kind of student? Yeah, while you're in school. Oh, I was, I was, well, I was valedictorian, you know, just. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> of my class, I was. Get her in there. Get her in there. <laughs> Love that. Uh, um, I would say I'm someone who, I was a child that tried really hard. I always wanted to be on top. Um, obviously, my parents also played a part in that. Mm -hmm. Of I was supposed to be a doctor, by the way. So, <laughs> I think that's a typical uh, stereotype. Um, but, yeah. I, and not just that, it wasn't even, even about that. It was m about trying my best and yeah. really trying to to give it my all. Mm -hmm. um, it, it wasn't a matter of being number one. It was just about learning and really making sure that I walked away with something. Well, anything you put your name on it, you got to... You got to go give all best. or none, That's man. Right. Yeah. That's right. I mean, I finally, it took 32 years. Don't get me wrong, man. Uh, I've had my bumps, bruises, all that, but it took 32 years and... I've, it's finally connected for me, and you know, I, I I really understand that. Yeah, anything you put your name on, you better go all in with. Well, you have your masters. I do. So it makes sense that you're a valedictorian. So what college did you go to? My undergrad was at UWM. I graduated from here, and mm -hmm. then my masters from Grand Canyon University. Okay. So it was an online program, um, but very. Very hard as well, right? Yeah. Actually, more hard now that I have to juggle it with everything else that I, that I'm doing. Yeah, how how has that impacted your life? I mean, masters is a is a that's an accomplishment in itself. Um, the hours, the years you you've put into your education, um, how has that impacted your life? Yeah, so I did that um, at the time. I had a pretty good position as well, working in the school district. Um, I did that again to really make an impact on who Sushi Laura was. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think I made that decision based on who I was personally. And that decision okay. was to to really portray that people who are involved in music are also educated. Um, yeah. And that it was really to break that stereotype, right? That we're not just here partying or going out every night, every weekend. Mm -hmm. um, but all these things are technical things, that technical skills, right? Learning how to DJ is is a multitask. It's continuously. Yeah. And and the last thing I need is a person talking in my ear. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You guys can come up and say hi. Um, but yeah, but I think just going back with the, the education too, um, it's my master's is in educational leadership. Okay. Um, and so the reason I took that was I wanted to really broaden my scale and my reach to more of a bigger organization. Okay. And that that's my goal. There you go. Man, well, I honor it. So you know what I mean? Salute to you, man. Um, I feel like education, you know, it's for people. It isn't for people. But at the end of the day, if you make it, if it clicks, why not? 
it, it takes a lot of discipline, <laughs> right? Um, yeah. and, and I think it's all about knowing how, how, the how to do something. Yeah. Um, I, you know, and it's kind of what's children, right? It's not that they're not smart or they're smarter. Mm-hmm. It's because they've been exposed to these skills. Maybe they know how to study better. Yeah. They know how to, you know, they know how to swim. They know how to do things that other people may not, or like you say, may not have an interest. And that is okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is okay because education comes in different forms and Mm -hmm. there are so many resources out there right now. And if you can still be successful doing what you're doing, I think that is, that is okay. And you should just be you. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, after you got your master's, Mm -hmm. how long did you teach for? Um, so I... I only taught in my Mm -hmm. entire career. Mm -hmm. Um, well, I, I started out as volunteer work at my church, um, doing like kindergarten work. Um, but I only, after my graduate, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, after my undergrad, I only taught for two and a half years. Okay. Um, but I've been in leadership. So while I was in school for my master's, Mm -hmm. I already held a leadership position. I was a center director at a, um, a Head Start program. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and so I over, (laughs) that's right. We get the kids ready for school. (laughs) Um, and, but yeah, it's, it's really hard. I think being in the classroom and just seeing, um, and Head Start is very different too, right? Mm-hmm. With with the like, infant and toddler, so we have like the daycare portion, and then of course, um, sure. the the kindergarten as well. And just and I I emphasize Head Start because I was a Head Start child myself. I was too. You were. Yeah. 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 Sorry about that. That's okay. <laughs> I mean, coming right. And do you remember how you qualify to be a Head Start student? I do not. But I went to man. <sighs> man. No, I, 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 I wouldn't be able to tell you. Because it's different yeah. from a daycare. It's not a daycare. Yep. There are daycare hours, right? Child mm-hmm. care hours. But yeah. you, we qualified in that program, or children qualify in that program if they are um, low-income families. Yep. Very, very... Um, ex- that makes sense. Rarely, rarely will um, they'll take a family that makes over income. But it's really yeah. um, to support families who are low-income and to mm-hmm. help parents get jobs well, that um, makes sense because yeah. we were definitely low income growing yeah. up, uh, Section Eight growing up. Yeah. Um, even when we, I'm like, yeah. yeah, even when we moved to South Milwaukee, um, yeah, low income Section Eight, free reduced lunch, right? Yep, yep. reduced lunch, and um, you know, it's uh, it is what it, I, I feel like those type of things really shape who you, a person is, and you just appreciate what you have, not so much what you don't. Mm-hmm. So. You know, from education to music, you know, that's that's a lot, especially what you're doing. How you said DJs multitasking. What are things you do to 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 release the energy you have and and just stress relief um, when you feel overwhelmed? I listen to other artists. Yeah. Right? Listen to music generally. Um, and there's a variety. Um, sometimes. I listen to music that matches my emotions, mm-hmm. uh, which is good and bad, right? Because if you're, I feel like if you're already feeling upset or sad, and you listen mm-hmm. to music that are a bit more mellow, it can actually make you sadder. <laughs> yeah, I got you. <laughs> so sometimes I try to see where I am and find something that's gonna match me and even mm-hmm. bring me better energy. Got you. Um, you ever do you ever find yourself in that kind of uh, yeah. that kind of feeling, right? Oh, for real. I, yeah. I well, I've channeled my whole life by music. 
So, and I have a music gene in me too. Yeah. Uh, but I've channeled my whole life. Like you bring up a song, I could tell you how old I was, what I was doing. Um, it's a universal language, right? Mm -hmm. So I always feel like music has always been something I could connect to. It's got me through the toughest times, just like so many others. I'm pretty, the way you're, you're expressing it right now. Um, yeah, I love music, man. It's, do you remember your earliest memory of finding a love for music? What's your earliest memory? Um, I would say I was 13. 13? Yeah, 13 or 14. But I, I know for sure when I was in high school already, I... So I was I was getting to tell you that yeah, yeah. how I started music. Mm -hmm. um, once upon a time, I was a rapper. I'm okay. Not gonna, I'm not spitting any bars today, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but when I was 14 and I went into high school, that it was mm -hmm. a thing, right, where... Um, you know, children, you know, kids were, you know, beatboxing or they're they're hitting the, the tables or the yeah. desks. And that was a thing. And um, and again, just being around the environment, the culture of hip hop really kind of mm -hmm. got me into it. And then, of course, my friends and the radio, social media. Um, gotcha. Yeah, man. Sushi was a rapper, too. <laughs> and what alias did we go? Was it still Sushi Lore? It was still Sushi Lore. I love it. Yes. Everything across. <laughs> yep. It's. Sushi was actually my rap name. It okay. was my rap name. Um, I carried on when I transitioned over to a DJ. Man. And uh, how, how how many years did you do the whole, the rap scene? The rap thing? The uh, rap thing. <laughs> the rap thing. I think I did it probably for like six years. Okay. Yeah, from like 14 to maybe like in my early 20s. Okay. Yeah, then I picked up DJing. Um, but that's a different story. <laughs> Who were musical yeah. influences of yours? Um, I listened to a lot of just like Beyonce, right? Or, or artists, Whitney Houston, artists that had a lot of um, different melodies in their voices. Um, Rihanna was something that I, mm -hmm. people say I resonate her. It's probably the big forehead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, music, you know what I mean? You, you Definitely hearing you, you can tell that music and the, the influence it has on you. Mm -hmm. um, so from your from from performing to transitioning into DJ, what what was that jump? I would yeah. say it was very easy for me. Um, and it's actually probably it was the best decision uh, mm -hmm. or the best transition. Um, so as an artist, right, you are, if you're an independent artist, you don't have a team, it's really hard to be successful, especially For sure. uh, many years ago. Um, and so as a young Asian woman, I, I don't feel like I was taken seriously. Um, I didn't have the income to really support myself to, mm -hmm. to, to make it big. Um, and so my goal was obviously to connect with DJs and social, you know, networking. Yep. Um, but that was really difficult. And so I figured, hey, if I just become the DJ myself, then I could play my own music. That's right. Right? And that was my whole mindset. And that was the reason why I transitioned. And that's exactly what I did. After I transitioned, I started playing my music mm. in the clubs. Um, but it, it was such an easy transition for me because when you're rapping, you're rapping on beat. You're singing on beat. You know melodies. You know how to mm. count. Um, yeah. And so it was the same thing with uh, DJing. Mm -hmm. And... Um, That's, I kind of just ran with it and it, it was just seemed to be a better fit. And I got so busy with DJing that I did slow down with music, with making music. Yeah. Um, but that's okay. Right. It's kind of like someone who, 
um, still wants to stay in the field, but mm -hmm. wants a new position. For sure. So yeah. I, I love music and I just wanted to find a way that I can pursue it better. Mm -hmm. Well, you've been making a name for yourself. Um, what in, in, in the years that has followed you being a DJ and now pursuing it seriously and getting the recognition you do, what has it taught you about yourself? I think I am a go-getter and yeah. I'm a very independent person. Um, and I think I'm just... You know, I inspire myself. Mm -hmm. I think that is the greatest um, thing that you can say to yourself, right? It's to really look back on how far you've come. I always tell myself that each year I'm going to do something more. And yeah. I don't know what more necessarily means. Um, it's really, I can't really define it, but it's something that I've never done before. And that's what I've been doing for many, many years. Got you. Um, what are uh, achievements that stand out for you? since you started DJing um, that you just feel that have helped you gr grow as a independent artist? I, I would say when I first started DJing, I did um, open mic for artists. Mm -hmm. And that was something that I did for a very long time. I think we did that for maybe uh, one or two years. Mm -hmm. Every single week I was there. Oh, wow. Um, and that was just a very consistent thing that I feel like a lot of my following now or the people that I know um, mm -hmm. are artists and that's where they know me from. Um, obviously throughout the years I've done big stuff like um, Summerfest, right? Um, and things like that. Yeah. And I've also like been on the Bucks team. Um, okay. Yeah. So just Pride Fest, right? So I've done big festivals, but I would mm -hmm. say my foundation came from connecting with artists and that's what DJing is all about anyway. Mm -hmm. How was that experience working with the Bucks? It was good. It was good. Yeah. I would say it's a, it's a lot of uh, heavy work, right? Um, so yeah. obviously I would have to carry all of my gears, my two speakers, stands, mm -hmm. um, every gig, especially if you were positioned in um, like in a concourse area. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and things like that. So awesome. Um, a lot of moving around, but it's fun. <laughs> it was fun. It was just good to network with people and just yeah. to kind of see the home vibe of the team. Yeah. How do you feel Milwaukee has contributed to your success? I think Milwaukee has contributed a lot to my success um, only because it has allowed me to have the platform that I do. Yeah. Um, sometimes I wonder if I were to grow up in L.A., would I have been bigger or maybe smaller than yeah. I, than I am, right? Because the yeah. competition is higher. I don't oh. know. Or maybe I would have I would have even you know been yeah. bigger than I am now because because of what I'm able to do. Mm -hmm. Opportunities now. I know this very well because like with when I do these interviews, it's it's a chance to network and it's a chance to hear the stories and just enter someone's world with your with the way you network. Um, how has that been? Because you, you got to take into the fact that you are a female DJ. Mm -hmm. And I love I love that fact. But at the end of the day, it's a, it's I would say it's male dominated. Would you? It is male dominated. But I don't introduce myself as a female DJ. Mm -hmm. I am a DJ. I love I love that. Hey, yeah. I, 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 don't beat me up. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think that's probably what makes uh, me continue the work that I do. Right. Mm -hmm. I feel like when I put a, a sex symbol to it. OK. It lowers my it lowers who I am. Yeah. Um, when people say 
I'm looking for a female DJ. Yes, you can you can call my name and reference me, but I also want to be mentioned when people say I'm looking for a DJ. Period. Yeah. I was on the fence about asking the question. That's okay. But yeah. I feel like you gotta ask it. You gotta ask you gotta. it. Some people do, you know, yeah. because they mm-hmm. they being a female DJ is still a very small pocket of amount of people. Mm-hmm. And so when you go into that pocket, then they it's easier to speak on. Yeah. Um, but I feel like I feel like I wanna be in general, where, oh, where the for people sure. are. Yeah. Well, I first heard your name through, uh, I did an interview with Rocky. You did? Yeah, your okay. move MK. Uh-huh. And this was last March. Yep. Um, but yeah, she brought you up. Okay. And I was like, Tell okay. me the story. How was I brought up? Well, I, we were talking about music and I'm just, um, you know, I'm looking, I, I, I was looking for, uh, f- you know, because I, I. For a ma- female DJ? <laughs> a female, no, yeah. just a female in general, because okay. the majority of people that come on the platform are, mm-hmm. um, are male. So okay. I want this, I also want this balance of female representation. Mm-hmm. And with her, I was talking to her about it. And, um, you know, I, I feel your culture has too, as well. You know what I mean? I take a lot of pride that I'm Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I feel like if you're going to talk about Milwaukee, you have to talk about all the ethnicities that represent Milwaukee. And the Hmong community is is a large one. I have, I, before we even started the interview, you know, I have many friends that, that I still talk to till this day. But, um, you know, it, it's it's also trying to represent Milwaukee. And when we were having our conversation I'm like, I need female representation, but more than that, I just, I really need to represent this city in the way it needs to be represented. So yeah, she she brought your name up, and I was like, yes. Oh, so, that's awesome. I'm appreciative yeah. of you coming onto the platform. Um, so what's your creative process like? Um, so I really just go based on the feel of music, right? I think social media has, especially nowadays, has such a big impact and creativity on how people are making music, yeah. right? You ever seen those uh, those TikTok videos where it'll be like, these yeah. are the throwback songs, right? Or yeah. like, which party would you go to? Yeah. Um, so there's been a lot of that. But I think my creativity when it comes to the actual DJing, I would say I'm, a, I'm awesome and I'm very adjustable at reading the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just that, but I think being Asian has a big part in the music that I am able to play. Oftentimes people look at me and they don't know what I'm going to play, which yeah. is which is awesome. And I love that. Yeah. And then here I go. I play some bachata or yeah. I play some Latin music or I start playing old school hip hop or I play Asian music. Yeah, you know? dude. And, and it's so amazing how people just um, react, to react it. or yeah. they just vibe to it because they, I think, you, like you said, with me, you can't really stereotype. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think you can really, or maybe I'm playing top 40s. Yeah. Um, that's and, awesome. And I think that's what I love about being Asian, an Asian DJ. I'll tell you like this, like I often, um, I often listen to all the, all the diversity that I listen to in my music. I mean, Indian music, Asian music, you know, you guys got some hitters over there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, I, I always, I'm never close-minded to music because I feel like, again, it's a universal language and you can learn so much from listening to different sounds. And if you're an artist yourself, like me, I, I like writing, I like writing music. You put a beat, it's like how you say, you count, if you know how to count the music, mm-hmm. I mean, you got it down, that's it. Yep. And, and off of that, to any type of instrumental, any type of 
of beat, you know, rhythm you can go off of, but it's an appreciation of music itself. The way you started off as a as a DJ was mm -hmm. doing open jams for for uh, local artists, right? Yes, we, um, we call it open mic. Open mic, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> but um, do you remember the, your first set at an open mic and the emotions that were going? my set as yep. an artist? Yep, I do. I I was fifteen years old. Fifteen years old. It was at a bar, I think, somewhere close to like the Brookfield, kind of mm -hmm. in that area. Um, there was a team, there was an Asian team that was from Minnesota, came to town, wanted to throw an event. They reached out to me because I was already starting to do music. Mm -hmm. um, I was about a year in at that time. Um, and they wanted to have me perform and I was enthusiastic about it. Yeah. Um, of course, it was a bar study. And so my mom came with me. Awesome. I know. <laughs> and just right then I knew that I was going to be, I was, I was going to go far. Hey. That I was gonna continue when my mom came and supported me for my first kid. I was like, "Oh, can we do this for moms?" <laughs> yeah, she deserves it. Yeah. Oh man, I know you was out in the crowd like moms. This one's for you. Boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So you know, through the years and 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 collaborating um, with so many artists and just you know going to all these venues. Uh, is there a, any moment throughout this journey of yours that stands out in particular? Um, I would say my big gigs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my big gigs. What ta what what are the um, big gigs? Things like like Summerfest, right? Mm -hmm. Pride Fest is a really fun one. Um, and even now, I occasionally DJ at Lacage, right, which is um a, a gay club here, but it's probably one of the best environment setting that I love um, because literally the people come there to party. Yeah. Um, oftentimes you go to other settings and people are kind of just sitting down, having a drink. Um, and as a DJ, if you're DJing that kind of setting, the, the trick is to find the one or two people who are going to vibe to your music, For catch sure. their attention, and then use them to kind of you know, engage the rest of the audience. Gotcha. Um, whereas, you know, at places like Lacage, mm -hmm. literally everyone is there to have a good time, um, yeah. which which I truly appreciate. Yeah. And I get to play anything I want technically, right? Like anything from like mm -hmm. house music to old school classic hip hop to top 40s um, mm -hmm. and then mix and match things. I've been to so, Lacage a couple of times with have? a group of friends. Yeah. It's fun, right? Hell yeah. I, man, hey, I mean, I don't drink anymore, but... Party days, yeah, man. Mm -hmm. Group of friends of ours, you know, like go out. You know what? Yeah. Let's go to Lakaj. Hey, yeah. why not? Um, always a fun time, though. Yeah, always a fun. Those time. those are just the club scenes, right? But yep. I've also done things like colleges, mm -hmm. um, where um, like homecoming, um, like summer gig stuff. Um, so, gotcha. so what colleges? Um, I've done UW Madison. I've done UWM. Um, I've done Alverno as well. Okay. Yeah. How's Alverno? Good. Isn't what, that? Why do you say it like that? Because uh, isn't it all? That's all, all female. All female yep. school. Yep. Yeah. So you guys just getting litty with champagne? No. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Actually, for the events, they I think boys were allowed. Guys were allowed. In oh there. wow! I did see a couple guys. I don't know if they were supposed to be in there, but okay. Um, There's definitely some guys in there. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have to. Pick, I got. I got to pick. I got to pick fun. I'm yeah, sorry. Um, why do you find yourself having so much passion? For DJing. Because I'm good at it. 
tell her. Tell the world. <laughs> I'm, try, I'm trying to like say that in the most humble, humble way. way. <laughs> She's like, I know. <laughs> Cut. Cut. Uh. <laughs> oh God, let me say that again. Okay. Whew. I think music has really brought me in different places, mm-hmm. mentally, physically, right? It has allowed me to travel. Yeah. Um, and traveling was something that I've always wanted to do, just to explore. Mm-hmm. I think not having a family at this time, right? Like of my own, mm-hmm. um, that's something that I just want to do. And for many, many years, it has allowed me to meet new people, network. Um, I'm also a core DJ. Yeah. And, yep, we are. A- yeah. <laughs> why, yeah. Why do you have that face? Because, because, um, I did a collaboration with a radio station and okay. that that group got brought up core DJs. Yes. So it's a it's an ex, it's a community of DJs, isn't it? Yes. Okay. Yep. yep. I'll let you get back. Yes. Yeah. No, that's okay. Um yes, we're we're the core and really Milwaukee is home to the core. Okay. Yep. Milwaukee is sense. home to the core and then um it expanded from there. So, but we are all over. We've got people in Puerto Rico, literally everywhere. And that has also allowed me to um, have purpose when I travel, right? When I'm in Arizona, I hit up, you know, some of our folks. Or in Chicago, Mm -hmm. I'm saying, hey, is anyone DJing tonight? Um, And it's just, like you said, create that community of a family. Yeah. With uh, a DJ community, what is the the Asian um, representation? Is it it a large amount or is it... Is it a few or, yeah? Um, I would say it's very small. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like the Midwest area, there's only a couple. I yeah. would say um, there may be some newer um, DJs, mm-hmm. um, but I would say DJs that have been or that are still DJing, right, and yeah. are actively DJing. Um, I could very very minimal. Okay, got you. So, what does it mean to you knowing that you you carry that that torch? Because ultimately, I'm telling you, I not, you know, it, it, I heard your name the first time and not like a little while after that, I just started hearing your name over and over. And I'm very active in the in the in the entertainment scene. Obviously, I do a podcast, you know, people talk, but your name is often brought up. So, I mean, people have a high respect for you. What does that what does that feel like knowing that you're carrying this torch as a representation? I think it just lets me know that I'm I have an impact on mm-hmm. the community, on the people, and that music is not just music, right? Like this is not just an image. Um, that this is more than that. Like it's someone who's consistent, someone who um, truly puts in work. Um, yeah. And um, like I said, music is very universal, right? Yeah. Um, and and I think the creative part of making transitions of actually creating songs and mixes is really what um takes my audience in before you do any um type of sets where you you uh, these live jams and do you have any rituals you do before you get up on the stage i don't well i do i usually (laughs) i try not to go out <laughs> or do anything too active. Um, yeah. No, I usually like to mentally relax mm-hmm. before. Um, usually, friends would say, "Hey, we're doing this here before your gig. Do you want to come by, hang out?" No, I I don't. Um, yeah. it's, it's a like you said, it's a ritual. Um, mm-hmm. I like to relax my mind, 
before I do that. I usually go through music as well. I usually just look at my uh, my crates and kind of just look at them. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if that sounds crazy, but no. I, just, I just look at them and I just, you know, kind of see what kind of music is available. And then I really freestyle every single time. That's awesome. And that's how it should be, yeah. right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. That's how it should be. Um, so then when I show up to a gig, I, you know, sometimes I don't know what song, mm-hmm. what first song I'm going to play. What's going to start off. Until I get there. And then I'm like, hmm. Let me let me switch it up. Let like, me look at this crowd real quick. Let me quick. play this song real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Everything yeah. that I've ever, every gig that I've ever done has been a freestyle. That's that's how you know you understand the music, one. And two, that's how you know you feel the music. Like, I feel like it is it is a language. And if you know how to hone in on that, it can honestly be a special thing where, you know, you have the, the power to move the room, mm-hmm. to captivate it, to... Yep. to yeah like i love music <laughs> um i can't wait to hear about your music honestly because i'll show you some after. i feel like that needs yeah. to be on a on a, yeah. <laughs> on a whole exclusive episode of yours uh i have my plan for it uh but um yeah so you know this is a how would you describe the milwaukee scene for 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 music because you're i mean you're you're in it every <laughs> every time you do an event but how yeah. would you describe the music scene in milwaukee you know, I would say, I would say it's very limited. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason I say that is because I can literally count. There are only so many venues. Yes. Right. There are only so many venues, so many mm-hmm. events. Um, so unless you take the initiative to start something, mm-hmm. um, if you are a novice DJ starting up, chances of you, right, maybe having a gig, maybe mm-hmm. very, very slim. Gotcha. Um, or unless, I mean, but then who knows? It's all about connections as well, right? Maybe, sure. maybe you know someone and you get pulled right in. So um, the possibility is always there. But I would say um, I would like to see more, mm-hmm. more events as in more things happening. And I'm not saying it to pinpoint other people, right? Even yeah. ourselves, we can create those kind of events. Oh, for sure. Um, did you have any... Any type of mentors, anybody that guided you through your this journey of, you know, um, DJing? I did. I oh. did. Of course. I, I would be completely. No, I'm out. just kidding. <laughs> yes. I want to give a shout out to DJ NASA. Okay. Yep. Um, he does do some special events, DJs, uh, uh, events now here mm-hmm. and there. Um, but he was also, when I was doing music, he was also my producer, Um, And so he really kind of just stuck through me and I still am in touch closely in touch with him today. Yeah. So um, I would say he, when I told him that I got my first club gig, he, he came out, showed me love. Actually a lot of DJs came out and showed me love. Yeah. yeah. I would also, I just want to give another shout out to DJ Manny um, is another one that really came out. And every time we see each other out, it's always so much love. So let's give him, let's give them this. (laughs) Thank you, guys. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, when you go to live events, what is most important to you when you're 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 getting ready to, you know, go in on the room, you know, get get the get the mood going? Uh, what's most important to you? Um, I would say reading the crowd, mm-hmm. right? Reading the crowd. Um, but sometimes, sometimes, like I said, I I play music based on. Mm-hmm. I'm a little selfish sometimes. Sometimes I play music <laughs> on what I want to hear, yeah. but most of the time it's 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 a music that. And then you start off 
with that. And then, of course, um, the audience kind of gauges in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where do you see yourself in the next five? In the next five years? Mm -hmm. Musically, um, I started doing producing. Mm -hmm. Yep. As in, like, okay. actually, you know, it's some DJing. DJing is different from producing, right? Yep. Like, actually making beats and making your own songs, putting things together. Um, yeah. Um, lately, I've just been um, playing with more instruments, using like Fruity Loops and just uh, mm. Pro Tools, um, GarageBand, okay. literally everything that I can really play with at this time, um, just because I do feel like I, it would add a different element to mm -hmm. to my DJ. I, I had a friend like that, um, and he went off to do some great and big things. Uh, he was a DJ. His name is Randy Lampierre, and uh he ended up uh, s switching over, um, learning uh, to produce. And next thing you know, he's on tour with uh, Ray Schmer and uh, Mike Will. And mm -hmm. just, you know, it, it's it's awesome to see. So when you say, like, you're jumping into the realm of producing, mm -hmm. I always remember because it was an event that I was getting ready for that I was going to be performing at. And he, I, you know, I was... Me and him throughout that whole getting ready for that event, I was working with him. And, you know, he had this big uh, DJ set up, but he also had this computer and catch him. He made it. He made his own uh, own track, you know, of mixes. He made a couple mixes, dropped a couple. But um, I totally can understand you saying, hey, you want you're going from DJ and now you want to, you know, Basically, make original songs, make original songs. Yeah. So that's awesome. You know, hey, get it. Get it. Yes. Um, For you, you know, like I said, you're carrying the torch, not only for the Asian community, not only for women, but as a DJ. And, and I know you earlier in the interview, you said, you know, that's how you want to be respected. I want you to understand, like, I respect you in the fullest. I think what you're doing out here is is is, is monumental. Um, what advice would you give to aspiring DJ artists that are choosing to to put in their foot in right now? I would say, like anything else, start with the foundation, right? Mm -hmm. um, that means studying the art, what it really means, how to do it. Um, like I said earlier, right? Maybe learning how to count beats if you've never been in the music industry um, and you want to do DJ. Really understand and then study people who have been there and how they have been successful. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that. And then, of course, um, you, utilizing all the platforms and all the resources that we have at the tip of our fingers um, and really, really learn it to make it your own. Yeah. Well, Sushi, I, I appreciate you coming on, sharing your story. Being a representation of how special Milwaukee is, Southeast Wisconsin, um, what are ways people can contact you? I'm on all social media, right? I think that's that's, right. that's good enough. Um, She's on the Insta. <laughs> on the Instagram. Yep. Yeah. Um, everything is just Sushi Lore. Sushi Lore? Yeah. I think yeah. TikTok is the only DJ. Maybe Twitter, too. Maybe. But you you get it. You get it. Just, just put Sushi Lore. I, yeah, and Sushi and Lore is my real last name. Yes. Yes. And so I wanted to keep that with the name yep. um, because it 
like you said, that mm-hmm. inclusion, that diversity, it really brings out yeah. my name. And sushi is actually a, a Japanese food, right? Yeah, yeah. But I'm not Japanese. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to make it clear of who I am, my identity. Um, yeah. Well, I, I, yeah. I, like I said, it, believe me, your name is brought up very often to me. Um, I've had more than one person come up to me say you need to get sushi on the platform and i'm just happy that you know this finally happened and you know you were all for it so um you know based on that thank you again for coming on i'm a fan will continue to be a fan and keep kicking ass you know and uh with that being said spearhead out